isn't what it used to be. The good news is, you don't have to figure it out on your own. If you're looking for truth, inspiration, and tips for success in the classroom and beyond, you're in the right place. It's time to turn the page to the future of the profession. This is the next chapter for Teachers Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin Spinagle, and thank you for listening to episode 25 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. We're going to talk about our next topic in a moment, but first, I need your help. My goal is to get this podcast to as many teachers as possible. The more teachers that listen, the more people it helps to have peace, structure, and perspective in their careers and lives, or at least, That is the intent. So, if you would be so inclined, please rate this podcast on the platform of your choice, wherever you may be listening. Subscribe so you always are aware of new episodes. Leave a review, even if it's short. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it on your favorite social media platform, whatever that may be. The more engagement this podcast has, the more likely it is to be featured in the search results. The more it's featured in the search results, hopefully the more people will be aware that it's out there. And in advance, thank you, thank you tremendously for helping to share my message with more teachers. Okay, now on to today's topic, which is teacher tired. I mean... I am teacher tired as I record this over Labor Day weekend. I've been back for three weeks now at school, one week without students prepping for the year, and then two with students. And I feel like I've crash landed into three days of bliss this weekend. I mean, going back to school has been great. I'm very glad to see the kids and see my colleagues and just to have the energy of being on a schedule and in a new school year. But There really is no tired like teacher tired, especially back to school teacher tired. Yes, I know that other people in demanding professions deal with extreme fatigue as well. But this show is about teachers and helping them navigate our unique circumstances. Other professions are going to have to get their own spokesperson because I'm yours. I used to think there was something wrong with me. Because of the teacher exhaustion I would be in at the start of the school year. And honestly, throughout the year. It's not just at the start of school. Teacher tired may be to the extreme those first couple of weeks back, but it really continues throughout the year to varying degrees. I thought that maybe this was proof that I was in the wrong profession, or that I couldn't handle the demands of teaching. Well, being teacher-tired doesn't mean that you aren't a good teacher, or that teaching isn't for you. Because there are things about teaching that aren't good for anyone, and need to change or be viewed for through a different perspective. Teacher exhaustion doesn't do anyone, teachers, students, or schools, any good. It's just a recipe for more teachers facing burnout, 
and for more teachers to feel that they've lost their purpose or desire to teach. There are demands you shouldn't be able to handle because, honestly, they're a little outrageous. I said what I said. But back to teacher tired and how it's different from just everyday yawn, I think I need a nap tired. Being a teacher is exhausting. You are not imagining things. This is how I feel when I'm teacher tired. And you can probably relate. Fuzzy. I feel fuzzy. And and not like Berkeley the Bear, cuddly fuzzy. I guess a better word may be like staticky. I just can't clearly focus on anything, verbal or visual. Everything just starts to run together. My reaction time is down, way down when I'm teacher tired. I drop stuff. I don't pay as close attention to things. I start making careless mistakes. Yep, that's me. My reaction time is down, but I am way more reactive, meaning that little things are more likely to upset me. I'm more likely to explode. Yeah, I'm a real person. I get mad sometimes or cry or just be upset in general. It's like everything I've learned about managing emotions and regulating myself from living on this earth for 41 years goes out the nearest window. <laughs> and I, I don't mean yelling at students. Although I'll admit I am less tolerant of certain behaviors when I'm teacher tired and I use my big teacher voice a lot more. But I'm also more reactive in my personal life when I'm off duty, when I'm teacher tired, and release how I'm feeling onto someone else. Another thing I feel when I'm teacher tired, and I've already touched on this with feeling fuzzy, but it's worth repeating again that I can't focus, not even on simple household tasks. It's like my motherboard is completely overloaded and I'm ready to blow. (laughs) I'm also very anxious, and things that I normally wouldn't be bothered about suddenly seem huge. An impending sense of doom kicks in. And perhaps worst of all, when I'm teacher tired, I have trouble falling asleep. I can't turn off to let my body rest and repair because I'm so caught up in how I'm feeling and if it's really teacher tired or if it's time to hit up WebMD for a diagnosis. So I'm laying there in bed and I can't fall asleep even though that's what my body really needs. Which leads to one of the most unfortunate things about when I'm in teacher tired mode. I can almost count on catching some kind of sniffle, cold, or other revolting virus because my body can't repair itself or fight it off. So, does this sound like you? I hope not, but I am sure that if you have taught for a week or more, you know these feelings all too well. Teacher tired tends to have similar symptoms regardless of grade or subject you teach. So let's talk about why, besides the obvious, why teaching is so exhausting. Teaching is its own brand of decision fatigue. Standing, talking, listening, teaching, correcting, writing, creating, disciplining. 
You're a one woman or one man circus act. It's very little time to yourself to process or recoil during the day. And after eight hours of that day after day, it quickly takes its toll. Also, this is especially true at the start of the year with back to school. You've possibly, you know, if you're on a year round schedule, it might not apply to you, but even then, but you're possibly coming off of an extended break where you weren't on a strict schedule, didn't have 20 to 30 kids in your personal space at once, and you could pee whenever you liked. It was almost uh, it was almost adult-like for a while, for a few weeks or months. Then suddenly, boom, back in action. No easing into it. You're back full force in the classroom zone, and you're not going to the bathroom whenever you want anymore, are you? <laughs> Even if you did work this summer in some capacity, a school setting or not, it probably wasn't at this intensity. That jolt to your body and soul would probably make the most hardcore business CEO run and hide on the last seat of a school bus. All that to say, teacher tired is for real. You aren't less of a teacher for feeling it, And it's understandable if you feel like the melting emoji right now. So what do we do about teacher tired? Because living in a state of exhaustion and extreme fatigue is no way to teach and certainly isn't going to make students learn better. There are lots of things that need to happen to make teaching more sustainable. But we've got to do something in the meantime if you want to have a healthy, happy existence. Your health matters. You are not a martyr. Please check out my episode on boundaries. I believe it's episode two, actually, one of my very first episodes that I did for this podcast. It's on boundaries and the martyr mentality, because the mindset that you have to accept feeling poorly and being brain fried all the time, that is just a one-way ticket to burnout. When you don't get enough rest and you operate in a state of perpetual teacher tired, your immune system is weakened and you will get sick. Sick teachers, sad teachers, unhappy teachers aren't what's best for you or your students. Okay, you're saying, how do I avoid teacher tired? Maybe it's not about avoiding it but how to contend and prepare for it. This is how I have come to deal with teacher tired over the years, so I can still love teaching and keep myself fairly well. First thing here is, I accept that teacher tired will happen. It's not a reflection of your abilities when you have extreme fatigue like this. It's the nature of the beast that is teaching... (laughs) And it's teaching every day with the demands that it may bring. You are not a superhero and you can learn more about superhero syndrome and I'll post it in the show notes below. It's an episode that I did on saying no. But those feelings you have of being unable to concentrate, crying, stuck on the couch and not willing to get back up, that's a normal response to the amount of stress you're under because you are a human being. It's normal to feel that way, but it's unacceptable because like I said, things need to change in teaching if it's going to continue and we're going to have to work together to get through it. 
a little bit differently in this moment. Another thing that I do is I anticipate how teacher tired is going to make me feel. So I know it's coming. And this is a bit like preparing for an inclement weather event. I think of it as emotional preparedness. This involves taking action and doing some things preemptively. So when teacher tired hits, I'm not without my emergency kit, so to speak. So what does that mean? I'm going to tell you in a minute, but there's one thing that I really want to make sure that I stress with you. It is very important that you talk to your spouse or your partner, if you have one, about what you need in order to get through the teacher tired. No one knows what it's like to live in your body but you. If you're both teachers, well, then you're both going to have to talk it out about what is best to sustain each other through an exhausting period. I know that it's difficult to make a non-educator understand what it's like to feel the way you do, because I live with one, but you do need to calmly, most, you know, be most beneficial if this was before the teacher tire hits, explain to them what you go through when school starts and the help that you need in order to stay present and healthy for your relationship and for yourself. It's not an easy conversation. It is very difficult to make someone understand what it's like to be you, but it's a conversation that needs to happen. And it will make these things I'm going to suggest to you happen even in a more effective way. So what do I do? My emotional preparedness kit here. I think about what meals would be easy to have on hand to eat and prepare for those first weeks back to school or when it's time for report cards, or the holidays, or whatever time where the teacher tired is really going to set in. I also think about what I want to bring with me to eat during the day to keep my energy up, not junk, (laughs) by the way. I am actively working on bringing healthy food to school to eat and not emotional foods of no nutrition. (laughs) I am not the MVP of healthy eating, but I do try to stock up on produce and decently, acceptably healthy frozen foods to have on hand for when I know I will be too tired to feed myself well. And I hate bringing this up because I've already cracked on that we don't get to go to the bathroom we need to as teachers, but it's also important to have water or to think about how you are going to hydrate yourself as best you can once you get back to school and the whole routine starts to wear on you. It is not easy. I am not the MVP of that either. But it is important to think about how you are going to get enough water during the during the day. And we'll do an episode on that at another point. Another thing that I do to prepare to take away some of the decision fatigue and to combat teacher tired is I plan when I'm going to wear and have it ready at least like a week's worth in advance. And that might seem silly, but hey, it's one less thing to think about in the morning if you've got all your clothes ready to go. I make sure I've got what I need clean for that two-week stretch, whatever stretch it may be during the year, so I don't need to do an emergency load of clothes somewhere during the week. But little things like that, having food and clothing, the essentials, the survival needs of yourself will go a long way when you're too tired to think straight. 
And for this next one, I go into why I don't bring work home anymore in episode 17. Uh, It's about how I kept from quitting teaching. But when I'm operating in extreme teacher tired mode, I am even more firm about not doing schoolwork outside of when it's required. Otherwise, my brain would never repair itself and I would just run myself into the ground until I was an unreasonably emotional, depressed, and resentful mess um, about what teaching was doing to me and when it would be partly me doing it to myself. (laughs) So this also includes not thinking about teaching. You need times during the day where you're not thinking about it because that just runs your motor down too. So no laying in bed ruminating about what I need to do tomorrow or thinking about new things or, or no. I will actually tell myself no when I'm in bed and I start doing that. Not out loud, just in my head I will do it. Otherwise, my brain won't turn off and I'll finally go back to sleep 30 minutes before my alarm is going to go off. So I seriously say to myself inside my head so I don't wake anybody up. Shh, go to sleep. Another thing I do, I schedule fewer personal commitments and activities when I'm combating teacher tired. Now, I know that is more difficult to do when you have children of your own who have activities. But side note here, I think kids are way overscheduled as it is. Completely, Completely off topic, but still. Back to school is hard on everyone including kids who are getting back into being on a schedule. Free time to play and be and just relax is just as, if not more important than keeping anyone, young or old, older, (laughs) with a full activity calendar. Quality beats quantity every time. And the last thing I do to deal with teacher tired is stay active, which seems to contradict having less to do, but this is more about moving my body than keeping busy. Over the summer, I tend to be more consistent with exercising and being outside. I'm not on a school schedule, the weather is nice, it's hot, but it's nice, and I have more time to focus on my personal needs. I love to walk in the evenings, It grounds me, improves my mood, and keeps me moving even when I'm not feeling so great. So when I'm teacher tired, when I don't even want to walk upstairs to get in the shower, when I'm willing to slink like a snake off the couch if it means I don't have to take another step, I go for a walk. Sometimes it's a short walk, especially when the sun starts going down earlier and it gets colder. But I have noticed when I make myself move, Even when teacher tired is running rampant, I will feel better. I'm less irritable because it stabilizes my mood. I'm proud of myself for doing something healthy and good. And it helps wear out my physical self to match my mental self so I can have my body equally tired when it's time to go to bed and I stay to sleep. Yay! So... There are benefits to making yourself move, even when you feel too tired to do so. So to review, this is how I tango with teacher tired. I'm still tired, (laughs) but I'm doing things to keep the fatigue from sinking my battleship. 
I accept that teacher tired is a thing, but it doesn't mean I'm lazy or incompetent. I'm just dealing with crazy on a minute-by-minute basis every day. I take the time to talk to my husband, for you it might be a spouse or a partner or a significant other, about what it's gonna hap- what's going to happen when I go back to school and the teacher tired sits in. Just as a reminder to talk about what we both need to have a relationship that doesn't get upended by the teacher tired chaos. I anticipate how teacher tired will impact my life and take action to keep from being a sobbing, cranky, miserable mess. And by the way, if you're on your ivory chair over there saying that you have never felt this way as a teacher, well, good for you for having anything ivory because I would never be able to keep that clean. And you know what? Yes, you do feel that way sometimes. So get off your ivory chair and come sit on the dirty carpet with me. How's that? All right, being silly. But anyway, just to recap again, I think about what I need to have on hand to eat to get through the weeks of fogginess. Simple, healthy-ish foods that can be unthawed or are pre-prepared in some way. I have clothing ready and clean. And backup outfits don't hurt. (laughs) I turn off and I'm even more firm about boundaries when I'm teacher tired. Being overloaded will not make you a better teacher or help you power through the teacher tired. It's just going to make you crash harder. I schedule fewer things when I'm teacher tired and I'm in that foggy fatigue. Having a simple evening routine is very underrated. And if you're worried about your kids being impacted by that, they benefit from having time with you at home just as much as having a full social and sports schedule. And it can help everyone get adjusted to back to school. I'm not saying it has to be permanent, but it will make a big difference. And maybe even most importantly here, I move my body. You can walk. You can do yoga. Lift weights if that's your thing. It doesn't have to be overly strenuous, but physical activity gets the brain chemicals that make you feel good circulating and helps prepare your body to want to power down and hopefully, hopefully get a good night's sleep. And just in case you need to hear it, rest is not earned or deserved. Rest is a right. Teacher tired is for real and will really wear you out. If we want kids to learn, we need teachers in front of them who are healthy, happy, and whole. While there are things that need to happen in education to relieve teachers of the mental load that leads to exhaustion, addressing the impact of teacher tired is an inside job. Sometimes change doesn't start with the source of the problem. Sometimes it starts with us. That's all for this episode of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Join us next time when we turn the page to the future of the profession. Until then, remember to be different, but more importantly, be the difference. And I'll see you 
in the next chapter.